Blog Talk Radio. What is up? We are back with another edition of the Steeler Nation podcast. This is episode number six of this year. So 53-man rosters just pulled out yesterday. Steelers actually right now have 54. They're going to make one more cut to bring on Le'Veon Bell. Had a lot to discuss today. Um, we talk about the 53-man. We talk about the Steelers' moves that they have made since our last podcast, at least, and also they won their last preseason game to finish 3-1. and one. So a lot of news to discuss, a lot of news also around the league, many trades. There was tons of trades today, or not today, but the past few days, yesterday, mostly. It was like, honestly, thinking about it, I almost thought this year was almost like you're playing like a franchise mode, Madden or something. There were so many acquisitions, I felt, this year and so many trades that were made. I, I like it. I like the NFL like that. It's pretty cool to see a lot of things going on like that, especially the moves the Steelers made. We're going to get into those moves, of course. And we're, we'll take a quick break in about a couple minutes. We'll just discuss the rest of the topics that will go on throughout the show. So it's an early morning Steeler Nation podcast. Just thought it was necessary because the 53 man was cut down yesterday. And just Sunday morning, why not? Sunday morning Steeler Nation podcast. We're always ready. But so we'll discuss the Sammy Coach trade. He was traded to the Cleveland Browns. We'll discuss the Ross Cockrell trade. He was traded to the New York Giants. We'll discuss the Joe Hayden signing. And, I mean, I kind of wish the signing of T.J. Ward, but T.J. Ward did sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers late last night. Um, there were, Jeremy Fowler did report that the Steelers were – they did call – on him, but they weren't really big players in trading for trading or for signing TJ Ward. But in fact, he did sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, but we have two safeties. We got Mike Mitchell. We got Sean Davis. We don't want to sit Sean Davis. And Mike Mitchell, man, he gets hurt a lot. Yes, but he plays. He, I swear, he gets hurt every game, but he'll be back in the next drive. So, Mike Mitchell, he can play. He's pretty, pretty great. Pretty good safety back there. Sean Davis, obviously. He's our rookie, our team rookie of the year last year. Um, we definitely want him playing every single game, every snap that he can. He's a great safety back there. And, you know, we also are going to talk about future guests coming on the show. We're going to talk about what the show is going to be in the future. We kind of got into that last show about game days, post-game, pre-game. We'll get all into that after this quick break. And you're listening to the Steeler Nation podcast brought to you by Steeler Nation Dot com and I'm your host, Tyler Candelaria. Murder on the beach, it's not nice. But it's life I cannot change. And it is deep off in the main. Eminem, we like candy cane. Drop the top. 
pop it, let it bang For this life I cannot change Hit it, hit deep off in the main Eminem, sweet like candy cane Drop the top, pop it, let it bang Drop the top, play how to see Jump inside, jump straight to the league Take a sip, feel just how I be On freeway, but no ain't nothing free Been lost, been lame Been busting bills, but still ain't nothing changed You in the mob, soon as you rock So again, today we're going to have, we're going to take in call-in guests, we're going to take in Twitter questions, we're going to answer them all today on the Steeler Nation podcast. So you can tweet us your questions at, we're at Steeler Nation, and you can call in at 646-668-8852. We actually have a couple of callers on the line now, but we'll take them in just a minute. So before we take them, we're just going to discuss the 53-man roster. So let's get right into it. The quarterbacks, we're an obvious. Ben Roethlisberger, Landry Jones, Josh Dobbs. The running backs, um, obviously the first two, Le'Veon Bell and James Conner. Obviously the fullback, Roosevelt Nix. But the third one was, I didn't. he had a really good preseason, really good camp. I wasn't expecting it personally, but he is a great back to have as a running back three. I, I expected Niall Davis to be the back. I expected him because they know kick return reasons, and he has had – He's played pretty well when he was with Kansas City, I know, towards the end. I, I think he was injured, maybe. I don't know. But he, I expected him because of kick return reasons. So he didn't make the roster. And, and then also Fitzgerald Toussaint also was cut. So Terrell Watson is the running back through. He had a great preseason. So it will be good to see him with the roster. And now we'll get into the tight ends. I expected, because we're what Jeremy Fowler said, he said that the Steelers were leaning to keep four tight ends. Not that I also heard from many other people that they were going to keep four, but that wasn't the case. So I think it was just the trade for David Johnson was the tight end that got cut, and he had a very good camp. He had a good preseason, but I just the Vance McDonald trade must have been the one that really kind of got him out there because we kept Xavier Grimble. He's been blocking pretty well lately. You've heard from camp and practice and stuff like that. Uh, Jesse James, obviously, and Vance McDonald. So Xavier Grimble was the third tight end instead of David Johnson or keeping four of them. <clears throat> so now we'll get into the offensive line now. So so the starters, Marquise Pouncey, David DeCastro, Ramon Foster, Alejandro Villanueva, um, Marcus Gilbert, and then also B.J. Finney up the bench, Chris Hubbard, Gerald Hawkins, and Matt Thaler. So those are our offensive linemen. So not really many surprises there. Wide receivers, this is what happened. We traded Sammy Coates away. We also cut Kobe Hamilton, which was no surprise. We also cut DeMarcus Ayers, which was not a huge surprise, but I thought maybe he could say maybe he'd be a punt returner. He thought he would be the punt returner, so we actually cut him. But that was mostly, I feel, to keep Justin Hunter because he had a pretty good preseason. So it's good to have him on the squad. So we obviously are Antonio Brown, Martavis Bryant, Eli Rogers. Juju Smith-Schuster, Darius Hayward-Bay, and Justin Hunter. So those were the receivers we kept. DeMarcus Ayers would actually report that he will not, Tuesday, he said if he was not signed by the Steelers on the active roster, if he was coming back to the practice squad, he would not sign. Don't know the full truth of that. It depends what's going to happen when he goes through waivers, but DeMarcus Ayers 
reportedly said that he would not resign to the Steeler practice squad. So special teams, Chris Boswell, Jordan Berry, and then Cameron Canada, is he was now the long snapper. Uh, many thought it would be um, Colin Holba, but he was actually cut. So Canada beat him out. He's the long snapper. And so that's pretty much the offensive side of things. And we'll go on to the defense, starting with the outside linebackers. Bud Dupree, James Harrison, T.J. Watt, Anthony Ciccolo, and Arthur Motes. No surprises really there. Inside linebackers, Ryan Chazier, Vince Williams, LJ Fort, Tyler Mc... <laughs> Sorry if I butchered this. Matakovich. <laughs> and so that, there's really no... Uh, no really questions there. The only one here that we look at on the defensive line is we see Cam Hayward, obviously, Stephon Tewitt, Javon Hargrave, um, Tyson Alula. Alulu. Jeez, I can't mess that one up. And then L.C. Walton. And then Daniel McCullers is one that many – well, Johnny Maxey was cut. Um, Daniel McCullers, no one really thought that he would have been part of the team this year. Who knows if he will be the last cut when they have to activate Le'Veon Bell. But McCullers, no one really thought there. But he, that, that's one surprise there. And then in the corners, this is where the Cockrell trade comes into play as he was traded to the Giants for conditional pick. So Joe Hayden, we got him from free agency, which was a, I, I really like that signing. We'll get into more of that later. Artie Burns, obviously, William Gay. Cam Sutton is looking to probably be on the short-term IR. Um, Cody Sensabaugh, Mike Hilton, we had him on the show about a month back. He's a very humble guy, and I, I'm – very grateful we have him on the team. He had an amazing camp in preseason. And also Brian Allen. So those are our corners and the safeties, Mike Mitchell, Sean Davis, Jordan Dangerfield, and Robert Golden. So no really surprises there. Senquez Golson was cut, though, from the corners. And so that is rounding out the 53-man. We're going to actually take a call right now. So uh, we're going to call from a 973 area code. What's your name? Where are you calling from? What do you want to talk about today? Hey, are you on the line, 973? Looks like he wasn't on the line there. He got disconnected there. But, again, so as we were talking about the 53 men, everything pretty much – there was not many huge surprises, but there was a few because I didn't – I really – I thought DeMarcus Ayers actually would have been part of it. I thought he was actually going to be – because now on the return side of things, I don't know how that's going to round out. Um, yeah, I – for the turn, we could have a couple options back there. But punt, I know Antonio Brown has been returning for us. I don't know if they're going to try to switch maybe like an Eli Rogers or something like that back there. Because in the past, Antonio Brown, he's a great punt returner. Don't get me wrong, he's a great punt returner. But we just we just are worried about the risk of injury. So I we also you know we also we also a couple weeks ago, well actually last week had Trey Williams on the show. He was a part of the Steeler cut. They actually gave him a chance to return punts, and maybe he could have been an answer to the punt return question, but he didn't have a couple of great punts back there. But he was a part of the Steeler cuts. He was also a very humble guy. I mean, it would have been a pleasure to have him on the team, but there was really no room for him, especially being a running back. But no airs, no Kobe Hamilton. That wasn't a surprise. Kobe Hamilton, you know, I liked Kobe Hamilton last year, and he actually had a good preseason. I'm sure he'll be signed soon by a team – there's no reason why he shouldn't. He's got great – I mean, he did mess up in the AFC Championship last year, but he's got great hands, great receiver. He's a good receiver. He'll be signed soon enough before the waivers, I believe. But DeMarcus Ayers, not sure what's going to happen with him. I'd like to bring him back to the practice squad. Like I said, he wasn't really into that, what we heard. 
last Tuesday said. That was reportedly, so I'm not totally sure on the truth of that. But, yeah, that was pretty much the line. I mean, there's really not many surprises. I like Justin Hunter being on the roster. He, he's a good receiver. He, he's going to surprise a lot of people this year. I know he's a wide receiver five. But um, Darius Hayward Bay, obviously pretty much back in the team. He's going to actually be on offense a little bit, but mostly for special teams. He's impressed Mike Tomlin, the Steelers, in the past with special teams. So he obviously is – that's a big reason why he's with Pittsburgh still. Mike, again, into the corners back again, Mike Hilton that we were talking about. He – there's not many people ahead of preseason like him. Mike Hilton was an absolute monster. He's been cut a couple times. He's been around for a year or two. But Mike Hilton, I'm glad to have him here. He was actually one of our first guests. That, actually, the first guest we ever had from the Steelers join us was DeMarcus Ayers. So Mike Hilton was the second one. He was the first one this year. We had Ayers on last year during the playoffs. But having Mike Hilton on last month, we, he seemed like a very humble guy. And it's a, a good addition to our roster. He, Him and Will Gay, you know, Will Gay looking to probably be the slot corner, I would assume. And Mike Hillen, that's his spot too. So we're going to see how that shapes up during the year. Uh, Will Gay, I mean, he's not too, he hasn't been too bad passing the years. He's got a lot of interceptions. Yeah, he had a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, but we'll, Mike Hillen, we'll see how he keeps uh, progressing throughout the season. We'll see if he gives Will Gay a run for his money. But pretty much down the corner side, Brian Allen, um, he's a young guy there that we – would like to see progress in the future. Um, we'll see how he can play. So Brian Allen, the rookie, we'll see if he – I mean, he's probably not going to see much this year. But then uh, Cam Sutton. So that was a question mark as well. Is Cam Sutton was – he actually reportedly could be severe, like severely injured, but not sure the full truth on that as well. But he will probably be placed on the short-term IR. So that – is the case on Cam Sutton, Joe Hayden. So as we're getting to him, he was signed to the Steelers, a three-year deal. Joe Hayden, um, I love that signing. Um, people have said he's getting older, um, can't cover much as well. He, he's 28 years old. That's not too bad. He's a two-time Pro Bowler. We need something like that in our DBs. Like we discussed in our previous shows in the preseason it was been pretty much our secondary that's been struggling and adding a guy like Hayden that's a big move that's a huge move I believe for the Steelers adding TJ Ward also would have been a big move like we said before but the Buccaneers got him on um, time pro bowl safety but Mike Mason and Sean Davis pretty much have those two spots locked up and then Jordan Dangerfield who actually did have a uh, ankle injury I'm not sure the severeness of it there wasn't I think it's, I believe it's just mild that he will also be a part of the roster. So let's get in now to the cuts that were made. So there was a, there wasn't, wasn't many surprises. Like we said, the Senquez Golson, that's a guy I kind of feel bad for. He was one of our draft picks a few years back. Um, just hasn't been able to get on the field. Senquez Golson had practiced like literally like, I don't even know, like twice. I don't even, this dude has not practiced at all, but I, I do feel bad, though, because he had potential to be a good corner, but he's now gone because he hasn't been able to practice. Ross Cockrell, that crazy, went to the Giants for a conditional pick. I like that. You know what I like about the Sandy Post and the Ross Cockrell trade? 
Sammy, uh, well, the only thing with Sammy Coates, we did give up a seventh round pick as well. We were Sammy Coates in a seventh round, I think I believe a 2019 seventh round pick for a 2018 sixth round pick, which was also the Justin Gilbert pick that we gave to them. So they pretty much gave it back for Sammy Coates. So we did lose a pick in that. But I mean, it's better than just letting go of Sammy Coates, especially because his injury, he's been injury prone. He hadn't had a great camp. His hands have been a little iffy throughout the past couple of years. But so at least not cutting him, at least getting at least something for him, like a six-round pick. I know it's the one we had before. And then also on the Cockrell side of things, I believe that was not bad of a trade because it's better than cutting him as well. Having Cockrell, he really struggled. And I, I, I honestly, I haven't been. I know a lot of Steeler fans on Twitter. Well, I haven't been a big fan of Cockrell either. Um, he just has struggled. You've seen many videos of him. He just hasn't been the corner that we'd like to see. I've also, uh, apparently to pro football focus, he's, he was a top 30 corner. Well, in certain categories last year in the giant, I thought giants account tweet about it, that he could be a better fit with the giants. Well, good luck with that. Um, we'll see how that goes with Cockrell, but it was better to get a conditional pick rather than just cutting him flat out. Cause Honestly, I didn't really think he was going to make the team. I thought Sensiball would have beat him out anyway, even maybe without Hayden. But it's just – it's better than nothing. Better than just getting rid of him for nothing. But So that was the Cockrell trade. We're going to take a quick – another quick break now. We're going to take a couple calls when we get back. We just rounded out the 53-man roster. We'll answer your Twitter questions. You're listening to the Steeler Nation podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Candelaria. When the night call, yeah, I call all my soldiers just to come and brawl, yeah. Soldiers, when the night call, yeah, I call all my soldiers just to come and brawl, yeah. Woo, 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 When the night call, we can link up, we can all ball. Molly dancing all, three, two, one, then we taking off. If it came to party, pour champagne, we can drink Bacardi. And I'm about to go here, raving the crowd, my confess, I dive in. When the night call, night call. Roll the dice, dog, dice, dog. Hopping in the white frog, living like an outlaw. Shawty got a tie, dog. When the night call, night call, when the night call, yo. I call all my soldiers just to come and brawl, yo. Soldiers, when the night call, yo. I call all my soldiers just to come and brawl, yo. When the night call, pick up the phone. When the night call, pick up the phone. Pass two, I'm an animal. My bitch red bone like a cannibal. My party crazy like carnivals. Blow up them birds like a cardinal. Around on my sight, check my cardio. Bitches play ball in this little ball. Sleep by Yoki with the finger roll. Fuck the ball like a Seminole. In my party, we fuck any hoe. In my party, we fuck your hoe. When the night call, drop everything that you're doing and run. We gon' party till the sun come. No cameras, just on. We are back here on the Steeler Nation podcast. So we just were talking about mostly that last segment about the 53-man roster and the trades of Ross Cockrell, 
Sammy Coates, the signing of Joe Hayden, the importance of the signing of Joe Hayden. So now we're just going to get into a little bit more news on the Steelers. We're just going to talk about, before we wrap up anything, we're going to take your calls. We're going to get the calls, and we're going to take through your calls. But first, we're going to talk about the last Steelers preseason game. We'll preview a little bit of the first game against the Cleveland Browns. We will actually probably have a pregame show or postgame show of that. We will let you know on Twitter when that comes out. Make sure to follow us again on Twitter at Steeler Nation and on Instagram at SteelerNation.com and visit our website, SteelerNation.com. So as we get into things with the final preseason game, so they did the Steelers. They did finish off the preseason with a 17-14 win. There's a game-winning touchdown run by Josh Dobbs. He ran in a short touchdown run with the time running out with a few seconds remaining. So the Steelers did get that win, and we did post the video. The Steelers, Josh Dobbs, that was an amazing pass to Justin Hunter. So that was one of the Steelers' touchdowns. It was an absolute dime to Justin Hunter. So that was a big play part of that game So the Steelers. They take the 17-14 win. Not really much. He's playing there. Mike Hillen did get his fifth sack of the preseason. So, as we talked about the importance of having him on the roster, that was a big play by Mike. So, he really significated his spot in that game. So, the 17-14 win. Steelers finish it up 3-1. and one. Not bad. Only losses to the Indianapolis Colts in week three of the preseason. So, not bad. Not a bad preseason at all from Pittsburgh. We'll take three out of four. So going into the game against Cleveland Browns, I think we're ready. Uh, Big Ben, uh, AB only played one preseason game. But, I mean, I, I, I prefer that after seeing a lot of these injuries that have happened. I, I prefer that a lot. Le'Veon Bell, we'll get into him in a little bit. He did pro- make it or complete his promise, returned back to the Steelers, on September 1st, in terms of the Steeler headquarters, he was seen there. There was a ton of questions about him leading early, seen there with his teammates, talked to his teammates, but left. And then what was asked when he was driving out was asked if he signed his deal. Didn't really respond. And if he asked again, he signed his deal. He just gave a peace sign and drove away. So there was really no questions answered there by Le'Veon Bell, which kind of scared a few fans, but he was there. So there really wasn't a sense of it. Le'Veon Bell, he then went on his Snapchat to show fans that he was finishing up his physical. He did pass his physical, reported Ian Rappaport. So he did pass the physical, and he is expected to be back with the team Monday when he signs the franchise tag. So he's expected to sign it on Monday, expected to be with the team on Monday for practice, as he will have only, I believe, Wednesday is will be his first practice in pads. So he will have one, two, three, four practices and pads before the Steelers opening game in Cleveland. But in a sense, I saw many tweets before is that people were talking about James Conner. He had really no practices and pads either before his first preseason game. But now Le'Veon Bell, he's very experienced. He has been injury prone in the past. Very experienced. I see that he's super shape, I know. People will say you may not be in football shape. But Le'Veon Bell is an absolute monster. You can put it any way you want. You can hate on the guy. You can say he doesn't disrespect his, you can say he disrespects his teammates because 
people were really talking about the rap beef. That was ridiculous. That might have been one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. Ever seen. Howard, I believe, honestly, it's just more of like, it's just more of like what he's done already, like not showing up, all that kind of stuff, what he's not signing the contract. So it just, I feel like the fans just got caught up, even though it was really just teammates just having fun, joking around. And I think fans just took it the wrong way. They thought it was more of like he's ripping on his teammates or something like that. But anyway, Le'Veon Bell to the beef was uh, on Antonio Brown's Snapchat. Bud Dupree, they, it was Bud Dupree, James Harrison, A.B., Ryan Shazier was there. Vince Williams was there. They were all part of the Snapchat, but Bud Dupree mainly was rapping at Le'Veon Bell asking who 26 Savage is and all this kind of stuff. And then Bell did come back to say, which I can fans confused that he wasn't at practice because he's going to need 17 mil, which I don't know what this guy, man, with the uh, money he wants. It's pretty crazy what he wants. Um, but he just went back and forth pretty much saying, like, this and that to Bud, this and that. And then eventually he wanted a response back. He got one from Bud. It was just teammates joking around with each other. There's no really beef in that. People kind of took that seriously. It's, it got to, like, big websites. Bleacher, well, Bleacher Report, I feel like, knew it was more of a joke. But, like, Steelers sites and stuff like that, it's just not was not big at all. I, I wasn't understanding why people were really – really hating on that that much but we're just going to take a couple calls in just about a minute or two to discuss what we've discussed pretty much all show the 53-man roster the trades the signings all around the NFL the Steelers week one matchup against the Cleveland Browns their preseason pretty much anything you guys want to talk about we'll take the calls right when we come back right when we come back calls will be taken and we'll take another quick break You've been listening to the Steel Nation podcast. Yeah, uh-huh. you know what it is. Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. Yeah, uh-huh. you know what it is. Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. Yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. 
Got a call from my jeweler, bitch, just in And women love me cause I'm messing with their best friends Not a lesbian, but she a freak though This ain't for one night, I'm shining all week, bro I'm sipping Clico and rocking yellow We're now back on the Steeler Nation podcast We actually got a couple Twitter questions in that we're going to answer real quick So we have one from at Sports Update NY, they tweet us saying, what was your biggest surprise so far in the Steeler offseason? What was the biggest cut surprise? So we already kind of, thanks for the question again, we already kind of got mostly into that. We said that the biggest cut surprise to me, I thought was probably like a DeMarcus Ayers or maybe a Niall Davis to me. Uh, Johnny Maxey, I mean, people thought he was going to get cut last minute, but he was another big surprise. But uh, trade-wise, I thought, I thought, I mean, Coates, I didn't think he was going to be, oh, I thought he was going to be on the roster, but maybe not a huge part. So that trade didn't really surprise me too much. Maybe a little bit, but not too much. <laughs> but uh, the biggest surprise, I thought Joe Hayden, we were looking, or well, people thought they should trade for him and this and that. But I thought that's the biggest surprise of the offseason for me, in my opinion, was because was just because the Steelers are not really known to make those kind of de- or signings. It's kind of, it's kind of a big deal. He's guaranteed from us seven million. He's going to make eleven million this year. The Browns are still paying him four million, but in all, he's going to make eleven million. But I thought that was probably the biggest deal. The Trade for Vance McDonald. Uh, well, Tomlin said the tight ends weren't being varsity enough. In quotes. He's been, it's been funny. I was comparing guys being varsity type players or junior varsity type players. He said the tight ends weren't being varsity enough. So Vance McDonald, he's a young tight end, got a lot of potential. Um, we'll see how he goes. The Steelers are in win now mode, and I love it. Big Ben, 35 years old. Steelers going to win now mode. This is, I think this is the year. We also did discuss earlier in the show that I we will be doing predictions on the show. So you know what? We're going to actually get into those. I don't want to get into the predictions. And then I'm going to get the fans' predictions from you guys. But as we were discussing before, with the trades and so on and so forth, I thought the Vance McDonald trade was, you know, like we were saying, young tight end. I thought, he was, I thought it was a big trade. Win now most for 35-year-old Ben Roethlisberger. I think this is the year that we can beat the Patriots. You know, Julian Edelman did go down with that season injury for the Patriots. I mean, they just actually traded for Philip Dorsett. They traded Jacoby Brissett for Philip Dorsett. So they kind of rhyme there, but he's probably going to be one of the slot guys for Tom Brady and the Patriots this year. But really, Vance McDonald believe helps the team. Don't know if he'll start in the beginning of the season. I, I see more of like Jesse James stepping in like he has the past couple of years. I think Vance McDonald may be an upgrade from Ladarius Green having him last year. Ladarius Green did have lots of potential. I did see things after we traded for Vance McDonald saying don't be like Ladarius Green and Ladarius Green sucks. He's this, he's that. Ladarius Green was not bad. He just he's, He was a very young tight end and I love the signing when we got him. I love that signing. But Ladarius Green really, more he just needed to stay healthy. His, 
I, I hope that he can stay healthy in his future. He's got a lot of concussions. He's got Cam, guys like him, Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed's in the phenomenal tight end, but he does get injured a ton. I hope they, guys, they can stay safe, especially with all these CTE scans and all this stuff that's been popping up like wildfire lately. And I, I hope the best of luck for Ladarius Green. But Vance McDonald, he, we'll see how it, see how it goes. People have said that he's a better tight end than Ladarius Green. I'm not totally sure on that. I haven't really. He's probably had better stats. Probably played a little bit longer. But I'd like to see how it goes. I'd like to see how he fits with Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger's been waiting for one of these tight ends since Heath Miller. So could Vance be the guy? We'll have to just wait and see. But anyway, like I said. Right before we're going to get your calls, we're going to discuss, I wanted to get into my Steeler predictions, as actually we're, we'll be actually be posting on the site. Stay tuned for all of our writers' Steeler predictions, so stay tuned for that. We post it sometime next week for SteelerNation.com. But I also want to know your guys' thoughts on what the Steeler projections are going to be this year, so send us a tweet at Steeler Nation, what do you think the record is going to be, and where do you think they'll finish in the playoffs, if they make the playoffs? Well, they're going to make the playoffs, trust me, but if you don't think they will, then I guess you can tweet us and let us tweet us at, at Steeler Nation or sending us a DM or send us a message on Instagram at SteelerNation.com if you're listening. Send us a quick little tweet. It doesn't take too long. Send us a quick record prediction, anything you got there. But anyway, I think, I think honestly, we're going to be 12-4. and four. I would like to say 13 and 3 with our schedule this year. I think that 13 and 3 is possible. But I just know in the past from watching the Steelers, like we all have, they do have games where you don't know who the hell you're watching. You're watching some uh, like games like Miami last year and Miami in the playoffs. That was that was Steeler football there. But Miami in the regular season or the first Baltimore game, not the one on Christmas, but the first one, those were I would say disgusting type games. And I, I know the Steelers, I, I, as much as I say I don't want them to have one, but I can really see one happening. Cause it, it happens to every team. It's happened to New England before. It's happened to many teams. So I think that it might happen to Steelers maybe once or twice this year, but I think 12 wins is a good projection. I think that they're going to finish first in the AFC North. I know AFC North hasn't been as good as it has been in the past. I think Cleveland, they've been awful. Deshaun Kaiser with the new quarterback. I might give Cleveland four to five wins. Yeah, that doesn't sound very good to say, but for them it does maybe. So I give them four to five wins. I'm going to give Cleveland that. I'm going to give Cincinnati – I'm going to give Cincinnati seven. I'm going to give Cincinnati seven and nine. And I actually, in my predictions, I thought Baltimore is still going to squeeze in for a while. I think Baltimore is going to go ten and six. I know. Joe Flacco's been injured, didn't play at all in the preseason, really, but he's just getting back now. Harbaugh thinks he might be back first week. We'll see. Hope not. <laughs> we'll see. It doesn't matter. Flacco, we will we'll destroy him. Trust us. Trust us. But, yeah, I believe they'll go 10-6. and six. So that was pretty much my prediction of the AFC North. I think we're going to win it by two games. I think – we will probably split with the – so what I thought I was looking through the schedule, I didn't really – I didn't put any of that on my article, but I was looking through the schedule. I thought – I was trying to think of losses. I said, we'll probably split with Baltimore. I could definitely see, like, splitting with Baltimore. It's not, like, too much of an issue. It usually happens every year. It would be nice to sweep, but I could see a split. 
I say we sweep the ref, though. We'll sweep Cincinnati. We'll sweep Cleveland. But I think we split. So we'll five and one within the division. I think we split with the Ravens. If you guys have a problem with that, let me know. I hope we don't split. I hope we beat them both times. But I believe that happens. I also believe that we are going to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I know it may seem a little biased because I'm part of SteelerNation.com and I'm a Steeler fan and Steeler Twitter, everything like that. But we've came up short past few years. We went to the wild card. We went to the divisional round. We went to the AFC championship. We lost in the wild card once to Baltimore. We beat Cincinnati in the wild card. We lost to Denver in the divisional round. And we lost to uh, New England last year in the AFC championship. This has to be the year this year for seven. I, I think that this is the year for seven. This is the year for seven and for number seven, the QB, Big Ben. I think this is it for us. I, my predictions throughout the playoffs, you'll see them. Is I, I, had, I had the Steelers again. So my, my seedings were in the AFC. I had with the one seed, I gave New England the one seed, and I gave them a 13 and three record. I had us as a two seed with a bye, 12 and four. I had with three seed, I had Oakland. Yeah, 11 and five, Oakland. And the four seed, I had Tennessee. I had them winning. That the South going ten and six, and the two wild cards I had. The first one I had the Ravens, the five seed, ten and six, and I had the Chiefs with the six seed at nine and seven. So I had the Chiefs finishing second out there in the West with a nine seven nine seven record. Some people think they might not be that good, but some people think twelve and four, eleven and five, win the division. No, no, I wasn't seeing it by looking at their schedule. I thought maybe if Oakland can stay healthy, this whole year Oakland had a great squad last year, especially when Derek Carr is healthy. I think they're going to win that division. And then in the NFC, I know it's not really regards to the Steelers until the end, but the NFC, I had the Falcons, the defending champions, with the number one seed at 12-4. and four. The two seed, I had the Packers, at also at 12-4, and four, but the tiebreaker was decided because I had the Falcons beating Green Bay in the regular season because the Falcons are at home. I think they win that game, and they'll be the number one seed. At the three seed, I had – who did I have at the three seed? I had the New York Giants. New York football Giants. I had them at the three seed at 11 and 5. And then then I had the Seattle Seahawks at the four seed, also at 11 and 5. I think a tiebreaker was the Giants beating them. I think that was the tiebreaker between the three and four seed. And then the five and six, I had – yep, I had 10 and 6. At the five seed, ten and six, Dallas Cowboys, and then at the six seed, nine and seven, I had the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now they got T.J. Ward. I did that before they got T.J. Ward. I think that bolstered their defense a little bit more, so I think that can solidify them in the six seed. And then this is how I kind of broke it down. I kind of broke it down as Steelers going against. I had the Ravens, so I had the Ravens as the five seed. I had them defeating the Tennessee Titans and playing against the Steelers, and I also had. The Chiefs at the sixth seed upsetting their division rival, Oakland Raiders, and they're going to play New England. New England, I think, beats them. Steelers, seem like they always play Baltimore in the playoffs. So I have them beating Baltimore, moving on to the AFC Championship, a rematch again of the Patriots-Steelers. Still in New England, but I think it's a difference this time. I think that Steelers defense has gotten a little bit better, especially with the 
adding of secondary help, getting rid of Cockrell. I think the Steelers pull it out this time. So they run a little bit more man instead of a lot of that zone, beating the Patriots, especially with a guy like Julian Edelman. And then let's go to the NFC. I had I had Dallas, actually. So Dallas was the five seed. I had Dallas, who was the four. It was uh, Seattle. I actually had Dallas upsetting Seattle. It's not too much of an upset. The only thing about it is that Seattle's pretty good at home, but I had Dallas actually beating them. And then I had the Giants beating Tampa Bay. So the three seed, the Giants would go on to play against the two seed Green Bay Packers. And the five seed Cowboys would go on to play the one seed Atlanta Falcons. In that division round, I had the Falcons prevailing against the Cowboys. I honestly think that would be a close game. I had them prevailing going to the NFC Championship. And I have the New York Giants, the three seed going into Green Bay and getting to the NFC Championship. And then on that side, I have the New York Giants being the one-seed Falcons going to the Super Bowl. So I think the Super Bowl is going to be Giants and Steelers. I'm actually from New York, so it's not. I'm not trying to – I've never been a – I've never really rooted for the Giants at all. But I'm not, like, just saying this. I'm from New York, but – I think the Giants have a really good chance there, especially any guy like Brandon Marshall to be alongside Odell Beckham and Sterling Shepard. They have a dominant receiving core, just like I think the Steelers do. But I think that's going to be the Super Bowl. Steelers pull it out, get number seven. I'm not in the past. I could say I, I think I want Steelers to win the Super Bowl. Isn't that I really believe the Steelers have a really huge chance to win the Super Bowl this year, and I, I predict the score on the sheet at 27-23, predict the Steelers beat the Giants in Super and the Super Bowl. And then to finish that off, I had a few predictions of some awards in the NFL. Again, people are going to think Steeler bias here again. NFL MVP, Le'Veon Bell. He has to prove a lot of people wrong, I believe. I mean, I don't really know who he has to prove wrong. He's an absolute monster, but maybe he wants to. He wants that money. We know he wants that money. I don't know if we give him that money, but if he can win MVP, stay healthy the whole year, get us to the Super Bowl, he may earn that money. Because he may be tagged next year as well, even if he plays well. But if he can get the MVP, stay healthy, a full season, he can earn that money. So that with Le'Veon Bell, him there. My defensive player was gonna is gonna be the Broncos, it's gonna be Von Miller. I think the Broncos struggle this year. They just actually just signed Brock Osweiler. They used to have him, started a few games and Peyton Manning was gone. But I think Brock Osweiler, I don't know if he'll start. They they did say Simeon was the Q B one. Because he just got released by the Browns, Osweiler. But I think they don't have a great year, maybe six and ten, seven and nine, kinda like last year. But I believe the well, they weren't that bad last year. They were, I think, they were nine seven last year. Maybe they were seven nine. I'm not sure, but I think Von Miller has a huge year, Win expensive player of the year. And the AFC, the AFC Rookie of the Year, I think is going to go to Leonard Fournette. NFC Rookie of the Year, Christian McCaffrey. So I got all running backs and the MVP, the Rookies of the Years. I like the running backs this year. And then we'll go to the defensive. We'll look at the defensive rookie of the years in the AFC and NFC. For the AFC, 
I got to give it to my man, T.J. Watt, for the Steelers. I think he's got a big chance. He's got a big year. Not because I'm a Steeler. I've looked at many. Before I did, I looked at many analysts, many reporters. A lot of people think T.J. Watt could be the defensive rookie of the year. And then the NFC, I got to give it to defensive end, Tech McKinley. After seeing how wild he got on draft night, how emotional he got, I think he's going to have a big year for Atlanta. They're going to be the number one seed. I think it's going to help out a lot. I think Tech McKinley for them is going to have a huge year. Twitter. Right now. Yes, I did get a prediction from at Brody Faze. At Brody Faze, and he thinks that the Steelers are going to finish 14 and 2. Well, at Brody Faze, I would absolutely love that if the Steelers finish 14 and 2. Not sure that's a huge possibility, but it seems relevant. I would love it. They could definitely get us a one seed. We also got a tweet from at Team D Gordon. Team D Gordon tweets us, not a Steelers fan, but think they will go 10 and 6. 10 and 6, uh, I believe they'll be better than that, but that could probably still get you to playoffs. They had the rate, but that could probably honestly still win you the division. You won't get a bye, but we appreciate the couple tweets there. So we had a few callers on, but I think talking about the predictions must have just kind of must have hung up so i appreciate everyone for calling in though everyone for listening today i know it's early the steeler nation podcast we're brought to you by steelernation.com i thank everybody for listening have a great day folks as you've been listening to steeler nation podcast i'm tyler candelaria and we'll see you on sunday well actually before we let you go actually maybe we won't see you sunday well we will but we might see you before that is this week we might be teaming up with Barstool Heartland, Barstool Sports, Pat McAfee show. This later this week, we might be with them. I don't know who it's, it's probably going to be their show, maybe our show, but we are going to be teaming up most likely with them maybe on a Wednesday or Thursday. We'll tweet that out to you when we get that information. Should be a big show for us, big show for them. It's going to be a huge day with that partnership. And we like to have a huge partnership with 26 shirts coming up in the next couple of days. Got a lot of big things coming for at Steeler Nation and SteelerNation.com. We will definitely be back, though, on Sunday as we will be on for the pregame and postgame. For that Sunday, I promise you will be on for both. But maybe for the next one, that's that. It might be just be one of them. And we're definitely going to get a co-host as well. We're looking into that at the moment. So definitely not just going to be me on the show. We're going to bring somebody else on, which will be a lot of fun. And we'll definitely take a lot of calls. In the future, we're going to have some live shows, live events. It's all going to happen. Just be sure to check out SteelerNation.com. Subscribe. And you've been listening to the Steeler Nation podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Candelaria. Have a great day, everyone.